This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Eve. everyone, I'm Courtney Revolution. I'm Savannah Palacio, and welcome to... The Ho- Homecoming. <laughs> anyway, let's try that again. Okay. And welcome to... The, the Homecoming, Homecoming Queens. Queens! Each week on The Homecoming Queens, we have one of our pals from the reality-verse to tell us what it is like to step fresh off of their reality television show and have everyone know their name! The full episode of Homecoming Queens is available on our Homecoming Queens YouTube channel, or you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Rate, review, and subscribe. You guys know what to do. Today's guest is, knock, 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 us! Us! (laughs) Me! (laughs) We are going to give you guys a behind-the-scenes episode, pulling back the curtain of our experience on Floor is Lava. It is going to be a super fun and sassy behind-the-scenes kiki that you will definitely enjoy. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. And and, and I'm gonna meet Marco. Yeah. From go. A <laughs> Tell Marco, Marco I say hi. Don't leave Marco. Tell Marco I say hi. Well, <laughs> Courtney, how's everything been? Wow, amazing. Sounds like a great time. I don't know if you guys saw, but I made a TikTok about uh, my three seconds on the floor is lava. Just do a leapa. Savannah, obviously, uh, the listeners, the viewers, they know us from the circle. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only show that we have done together. Luckily and fortunately, yes. um, we've been able to, you know, continue working. Um, right. Because that's what you do when you're a good employee. Now. We did a show called, what you laughing at? Nothing. What you laughing at? Girl, we working girls. We the working girls. We are now. working girls. We're, and we're great employees. <laughs> yes, we are. We're good ass employees with the Expose <laughs> podcast. Now. Um, <laughs> You're we, silly. We did a show for Netflix called Floor is Lava. Yes. Yes. What was that experience like for you? Because I know what it was like for me. Right. Um, I am a nickel, like a Nickelodeon game show ho. Like Double Dare 2000, Figure It Out, Nick yes. Arcade, like all the corny game shows. I've always wanted to be on it. Guts, um, Nickelodeon Guts. Um, and so when I received the phone call that was like, would you maybe consider? It was like, yes. Yeah. Like, why would you call and ask me? It was a no brainer. They could have called me and told me I was going to do it. And I would. Yeah, girl. When? They could have been like, it's five bucks to play. I'd be like, here's 10. Uh, here's 10. Okay. Like, okay. I have dreamt I know that sounds so stupid but I've always dreamt of doing a show like the floor is lava because it's just so fun you know like there's no bullshit drama there's Mm. no like producers going against you trying to make you look bad there's no like bs you're just going on for fun and pure entertainment and so when I got the call it was like yes (laughs) one more time what was it I was like yes What time? What time do I have to be there? <laughs> um, okay, so let's explain to the viewers 
what the what show the, is. What the show is. So yeah. basically, the short version is you're in a large room, Huge. teams of three, and the goal is to get from one side of the room to the other. But the rooms are themed. Um, ours was like a game room. Yes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we had like a poker table, like a little DDR moment, a foosball, a foosball thing. in the middle, a dice roll. Um, and you are to hop, skip, jump, climb, and slip your way to the other side. Now, you're supposed to grab an exit pass. They, like, sprung it onto us last minute because in the first season, exit passes weren't a thing. Yes. And so last minute, they were like, okay, so you have to make it from the beginning to the end. Also, um, somewhere in the mix of all of that, there is an exit pass. You got to grab it. Good luck. Bye. Oh, and also. Y'all all have to take different paths. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, a map. Yeah. The different paths thing. I was like, fuck, you know. Because we all could have like figured out a cohesive way. And yeah. just. But we were all just so excited. I think you, me and Jack were literally <laughs> just so excited to be there. We didn't like think about it. No. There wasn't really like, a, like I remember I was like, okay, I think I kind of want the left one. And Jack was like, okay, maybe I could do the middle one. And then like. I was like, what y'all want me to do? You're like, what y'all want me to do? Like, I'll do whatever one you guys don't want. And then when we all got there, no, none of us stuck to what we said we were going to do. No. And it was kind of just like, fuck it. I mean, you say it's a large room. I say it's a huge room. It's it was big. Huge. It's big. When bigger you, than it looks on TV. So, right? Yeah, way bigger than it looks on TV. Oh my god, I had like a like a White House moment. You know like when when you see like photos of the White House, people mm. think it's like this big grand thing. Yeah. But when you see it in person, it's like really small. It was like the opposite <laughs> for me. Like I saw the floor is lava on TV. And you're like, I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. When you're there, bitch, there is so much lava on the ground. I'm worried about breaking like a tooth or something if I fall. (laughs) Savannah, (laughs) going back to your point of like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. You watch like a show like Wipeout or something like that. Yes. Ninja Warrior. You're like, you're on the couch. Oh, girl, I could do that. Girl, no, Peggy Sue, you might not be able to do it. You might not be able to do it because it's just way more intimidating in person than yeah. it is on TV. Um, that jump is a little bit farther um, than you think it is at home. And all of the surfaces are slippery. You need like a work boot, like a food yes. and beverage work boot to do floors. No, you need to put, you know what I was thinking? I was like, why didn't we like put little grippies on the bottom of our shoes or something? Crazy. Some like Dr. Scholl's like why we didn't, we, we went into it unprepared. Girl, I went into it with some Amazon uh, <laughs> fake Adidas moments. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And wondered why my ass slipped right off. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen our episode of Floor is Lava, we lost. Um, what they didn't show y'all was how my black ass fell into the lava. They gave me the best edit. Shout they out to production. Did. They really they did. Gave, I know. I was like, I was when, gagged. when I didn't see your fall, I was like, this bitch lucked out again, again. <laughs> and you know what sucks? You know what sucks? Is it, is if I just waited at the front for like both of you to fall, I would have never, I would have never Made gone. Yeah. Like, cause, cause I was just like going to wait until you went mm. and I was going to try to take your path. But then the whole, like needing to take a different yeah, route thing, I was like, um, yeah, no, I, I imagine what if, what if I didn't leave or what if I didn't do that? And they, like, you guys made it across and like, you know, they're like, oh, Savannah didn't take the right route. Sorry, you guys are disqualified. You and we g- still lost. Yeah. You guys have been like, Sav, like, sorry, guys. But I didn't. I was a team player. You are. I knew when I was on the joystick, there's no way I can make this jump. Like, I looked back and I was like, maybe I could get a running start. But there was so much lava. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to, like, I don't want to slip and fall slip on my face. You, yeah. I mean, you know, it wouldn't have been the worst thing. I knew why I was there. I I was just trying to be funny, entertaining, Same. silly. Same. And yeah, I was trying to make it across, but 
I mean, I was mainly trying to look cute. Can I please explain to them the power of editing? So this is... (laughs) I really need y'all to know this. And this is a good thing. It's because... Y'all, I'm just going to say it. We were the fastest losing team in Flora's Lava history. <laughs> they told Literally. us. Um, fastest they losing. They told us. It, it was very embarrassing. But you know what? I hold uh, my loser trophy up high. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you fell in. Mm-hmm. Jack hop, skipped, and jumped to wherever he was. Literally fell in right after me. Because I remember I came up and like I was wiping the lava off my face. And I open my eyes and Jack is literally doing a scorpion into the, the into the lava. So what they did was <laughs> because there was so little footage I imagine of us. Yeah. What they did was you fell in but at the same time Jack fell in. If you look behind him I'm also about to jump. Yeah. And that's the moment that I fall and then Jack falls. They like zoom in on Jack. Yeah. Jack falls in. I also fall in, but they cut back to me doing another reaction to you falling in. So one reaction was my queen, and then the other one was, no! Oh, yeah, because they also made me fall in again. (laughs) They made me get up, and they're like, can you redo the fall? And I'm literally soaked, okay, in this lava. Like... (laughs) You have because you have to go under the lava. They have to get the shot of you. Yeah, and you have to be like super dramatic. Under. So when I fell, I fell behind the dice, so you couldn't really see me. So like, can you do it again? But can you fall like a little, a little to the right? I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll just go back in. So that so, yeah. that was kind of like the power of editing. And here's yeah. a question, Savannah: How long did it take for you to get all of the lava off of your body? I am still picking lava off of myself to this day. They had showers on the set for us. We had a change of clothes, you know, have your little shoe moment. Mm -hmm. Literally, the next day, I was pulling lava out of my ear. Well, no, no, no. You have to tell them, when you fall into the lava, there's, like, no door under the... First of all, that thing is, like, way too thick to, like, swim through. Yes. So, what you guys don't see on TV is... When someone falls in, they cut. If they need you to redo something, then they have you redo it. And then there's like a lifeguard person that is also in the lava. You just can't see them. And once you fall in, they swim to you and they grab you because you're like covered in this thick liquid Mm -hmm. type slime thing. So you can't really see. And if you're like me and you wear contacts, you just you you don't want to open your eyes. You're going to get a sty. Mm. And so they bring you off to the side. They literally have you stand like in this crate thing. And it's so sad. They like hose you down with this cool nose. So you're just standing in there like this. And someone's like. And they're like, they're like people come and like wipe yeah, you like down. Like squeegee, like squeegee you off. Because it's, it's that thick. The consistency is it's, that of like if you're a mosquito and someone takes uh, the little bear of honey and they just squirt yes, honey right on top of you. Yes. We were those mosquitoes. We were those skeetos. We were those skeetas. Yeah, it's not as... It looks thick on TV, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think maybe if I just looked at it a little harder and, like, analyzed it, it, I would have maybe thought that it would be that thick. But Mm -hmm. it's just different when you get in it. You're like, oh, wow, this is... There's a real something right here. Do you think if we would have made it to the next round, which is, like, the huge volcano moment, Mm -hmm. we would have done anything productive? (laughs) Um, <laughs> seeing our maybe, skills. maybe I feel, I mean, obviously our, um, skills don't include jumping because you, me and Jack all got out because we could not successfully land a jump. Can I right? say, I think I would do so much better now. 
I think I would do so much better now too. I was out of shape a year ago. I wanna, we filmed this a year ago. I want to redo it. Like I, I, they don't even have to film it. They could just use me as a test dummy. Obviously. Like if they're building the course and they like need someone, like bring me. Like I'm obviously the biggest loser. Like I'll do it. So if I could Not do it, someone else loser. can do it. You are silly. I don't care. I mean, I'll do it over and over again. I don't see like failing as like something to ever be sad about mm. you know like I just think for me failing is just like okay well I'm just gonna get up and try again obviously that way didn't work I'm gonna try a hundred other ways mm -hmm. until I get it yeah I've always been like that and I think it's because I competed in pageants for a long time mm. I've always met like really tenacious women in pageants so what the hell is that like Savannah doing pageants yeah um is that I, why you're so poised Effortlessly. Yeah. I feel like growing up doing pageants, it helped me gain really good like interview skills. Mm -hmm. So I got really good at speaking to people and just like holding my own, you know, I, and, and that's part of the reason why I feel like the need to always like have my voice, you know, because I grew up being told that it was okay to use your voice, mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah, doing pageants is like difficult because when you go into a pageant, only one you know that only one girl is gonna win mm -hmm. and so every girl that's there knows that like you could be the best apple of the bunch but they could just want an orange the ne that day yeah and on a different day with a different set of judges the results could have been different mm. and so when you're competing with all these smart beautiful um outgoing well-spoken young women you learn to not you know, measure yourself up against them, but rather to like measure yourself up against yourself mm. and to just like compete with yourself over and over again. Um, yeah, I didn't win every pageant that I competed in. I actually lost more than I ever won, mm -hmm. even though I, I did do very well um, in my career, but very tenacious women. I, I honestly have never met any like more, like all the hardworking, smart, like women ten with all this tenacity that I know, have competed in pageants and, mm. and they're so okay with losing and they they view failure in a different light than what other people who like don't compete in pageants. Wow. So, yeah. I wanted to ask you this just because it came to mind. I mm. perceive you speaking for myself audience. I perceive you as being a girl's girl. Um, oh yeah. I was discussing you yesterday, giving you the personal tea. I was discussing Ooh. you yesterday. And that's how I described you. And the person I was discussing you with was like, yes, that is exactly yeah. what Savannah is like. She is a girl's girl. A thousand percent. Would you say that being involved in the pageants and always being around these mm -hmm. um, tenacious women attributed to that? Absolutely. I mean, I grew up with brothers. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was sandwiched between two boys. And so I always wanted like a sister. And then once I had my younger sister... You know, obviously, like, I love her and everything, but I still, no matter where I went, I always found myself wanting to be surrounded by other like-minded women. Mm. So even after I stopped competing in pageants and when I went to, um, like, college, I joined a sorority. I even went to, like, an all-girls high school and stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely, doing pageants has definitely contributed to that, but... I think I've just always been like a girl's girl, mm. you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think 
guys are great. I'm not like a man hater, you know. <laughs> I'm a man eater. I was just thinking that. I was trying so hard. Not to be <laughs> my gay ass. I was like, ooh, that's a hit. That's a smash hit. <laughs> I love that song. Oh my God, no, we have to listen to it. But um, like, yeah, like I'm not a man hater. I don't think, I think you can be a girl's girl and still appreciate men, but I will always have a girl's back. really silly question yeah i'm not a fan of this show but would you consider like a show like the bachelor to kind of be like a pageant mm, that's with all of these different women with all these different backgrounds like all Vibe interviewing with this one judge like I, yeah that's like kind of how i look at it as you know i could see like certain aspects of that mm-hmm. kind of being like a pageant yeah where <sighs> it's crazy because I was just talking about this to Vanessa the other day. Mm -hmm. Miss California, USA just happened. And I used to compete for the USA system. There's different systems within pageants. Uh There's like Miss America, Miss Universe. Miss USA? Miss USA. Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore. We have to have Kenya Moore in the podcast. I would. Oh my God, I would love to. <laughs> Kenya Moore, the queen. Kenya Moore, hair care. Sorry, we love Real Housewives here. Yeah, no. <laughs> we do. But, um, so there's like different systems. Wait, what was I saying? My ADHD. You were talking me. We were talking, <laughs> we were talking about- Oh, uh, the, bachelor, the Bachelor. Yes, The Bachelor. Yeah, so there's like different systems. So yeah, like it could be kind of like- A it, Like a pageant, like its own, like in its own way. But I don't know. I feel like it's also, how do I word this? Like, I feel like in the ba- on The Bachelor, it's kind of like, let me be a show monkey for this guy. Mm. You know? And I feel like with pageants, now that I'm not in it, it kind when I watch it as a viewer, it, I can see why people have negative feelings towards pageants. Because mm. I've been out of, out of the system for a couple years now. Even though I haven't aged out, I just decided that I'm done doing pageants and um I was talking to Vanessa about this and when I was watching Miss California USA it was just like odd to me Mm. you know like it was even though I have been there and I loved it and I understand a thousand percent how it can um like what what is it called? Empower yeah. women. I totally see that a thousand percent, and mm. I believe it. But I can all now being on this side of the stage, I can totally see why people have like negative feelings towards it, and why mm. I would feel like you know when I watch shows like The Bachelor and compare it to pageants, why I would feel like women the putting themselves in that situation are kind of like show monkeys. Yeah, because it's like here I am, pick, pick me, me choose me, yeah. and there's something kind of like like a turnoff about that. Mm. Is there not? Um, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Have you I, ever seen a pageant? I don't know. Okay. Not, That's no, fine. not like, not like sat down and been like, I'm going to a pageant. Or uh-huh. like if one was on TV, like I'm watching this pageant. Yeah. Um, but when I think of like The Bachelor, I think of it sort of like, I guess in the way that you described it, like a whole bunch of women kind of like. Showing up and showing out. Yeah. It's like a show and tell. An hour yes. and a half show and tell. Yeah, with produced dates. And produced a buffoonery behind the scenes sometimes allegedly <laughs> I'm, like trying to look, I'm trying not to lick the camera yeah, like, <laughs> don't sue us <laughs> but um interesting i was just thinking about the parallels between like pageantry and reality tv because i mean to me they're not too different 
Yeah. When you go on TV, you're trying to show some side of yourself. Sometimes yeah. it's the best, sometimes it's the worst. In a pageant, you're trying to show the best side so that you can win the trophy. Mm-hmm. And children in pageants, yay or nay? I think certain pageants. Like earlier, I was saying that there are different systems. I, mm-hmm. I competed in pageants when I was, I started competing when I was seven. Mm. That was the very first pageant I did. But I didn't do a, a toddlers and tiaras type pageant. I didn't wear any makeup. There was actually no makeup allowed unless you were over the age of 15. Mm. Um, and there was like an interview portion for the pageant that I did. So what I, the pageants that I competed in were called inner beauty pageants at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Between like 7 and 15, um, I competed in a system called National American Miss. Ooh. And that system is incredible. Um or was incredible when I competed in it. I don't know about now. It's been a long time since I've been 14. <laughs> but uh, there were several elements of competition. 30% was your interview. So mm-hmm. as a seven-year-old, I was going into this giant conference room. There were eight judges. Every judge had their own small table. And I spent three minutes talking with each judge at their table. They could ask me anything on my little resume. Whoa. And I would just have to talk to them one-on-one. No parents there to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. And so that was worth 30%. Uh, The second uh, phase of competition was a um, evening gown competition. So you walked on stage with your little evening gown. And of course, they had rules for the evening gown, too. It couldn't be short and, Mm. you know, all of that stuff. Below that motherfucking knee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To the flow. There was another one. Oh, my God. Wait. No kitten heels. No kitten heels. No, no. <laughs> no kitties. No kitties in here. They wouldn't even allow you to wear like a clear gloss. Like it was like very like no. And then the ne- another 30% was your onstage question. Mm. Is that how it went? Yes. Your onstage question. And then ten. the last 10%, everybody had to bring like a toy and a book. And if you brought a toy and a book, you got like the extra 10%. So that would make 100%. So the closest girl to getting like a perfect score would win. Jesus. And at my very first pageant, I placed second runner up, which is third place. It's the winner, first runner up, second runner up. And I was seven. And so now whenever I have never not gotten a job if it required an interview, Mm. an in-person interview. I feel like I can kill any interview. It's the training. Yeah. It's just Mm. when you're seven and you're forced to talk to adults and carry a conversation, it you can learn a lot about how to keep a conversation going and just how to talk to people. And then your ass wound up on TV. And yeah, a, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of pageant girls actually do. I know my, one of my friends, Charlie. She's on Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. Shout out Charlie. Hey Charlie, love her. We competed in pageants together too. We also worked together in Santa Monica a while ago. Um, she's a great girl, and mm-hmm. yeah, she's doing really good on TV. There's another girl on her same show. Raquel Levy's Le- Raquel hey, Raquel. Raquel also competed in our same pageant system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing. A lot of like pageant girls go on to do like, you know, uh, sports entertainment or like hosting of some sort. Well, you have to be well-spoken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you have to be an excellent storyteller yeah. at the very minimum, you know, to kind of get on TV or have an interesting story. And pageantry is always like, yeah. so what was that like? Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Oh. I know. And like the pageant moments are like crazy. Like I remember when I was competing, there was this one year where this girl's bikini top like untied when she was on stage. It was wild. Not the bikini top. It was like picked up by TMZ too. I know it was insane. I felt so 
bad for her. That's but also, like, she kind of got famous off of that. And people were wondering if it was, like, a stunt that she pulled. Not a Janet Jackson. Yeah, a Janet uh, Jackson. Uh, 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 well, uh, not at the pageant. Janet's wasn't her fault. No, it was not. So, and, that- and the world hated her for it. But Girl. as we know, the world and the media love to go after women, even when it isn't their fault, especially Here, a black woman. Here's the thing, Savannah. Not that this has become the celebrity gossip show, but <laughs> we understand this, right? And we know that this is Justin Timberlake's fault. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody going to pretend like they don't know shit when he make an album announcement? Because you know what's coming. You know it's coming. People going to act like Janet who? Watch. Watch I know. Not to say that everyone will be that way. Of course, there will be people on Twitter and making the threads and that, you know, we support Janet. But either way, that bitch going to be on Billboard. No shade, Justin. You're not a bitch. But he's ass, his mm-hmm. ass going to be on Billboard. You know what I'm saying? A thousand percent. How do we allow something like that to happen? You know... I will say that I'm not surprised because the world has been letting JT get away with a lot. Mm. I'm not even getting. We won't get, even get into Britney. I, exactly. She's happy. Exactly. She's happy. So we don't even need to rehash that brown. Okay. This, this is why we're friends. <laughs> this is literally because you literally read my I mind. Do. <laughs> We're not even going to get into all of that, okay? We're not. There is there is not enough time in this podcast for no, me and Courtney not. to talk about Britney Spears. That is a very situ- very serious situation to yes, both of us. But JT wasn't always the kindest to Britney. No, not to her face, not in the media after mm. they broke up. Mm. Um, so it doesn't surprise me, you know? I actually talked about this to one of my friends that's a musician. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how come you don't like JT? Like, what's wrong? Like, hey, I love him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Be- literally because Britney. Literally because Britney. Because I'm a girl's girl, that's why. Because I love Britney. Yeah. Regardless if she's batshit crazy. Because you know what? If I lived my life in the media and if I lived my life to entertain everybody, which I kind of do, but if I lived my life on the scale that Britney Spears does and cameras were following me around and I was getting screwed over by my parents and my family and my agents and my managers and everybody else in the world and everybody was trying to get something from me because Mm. they knew I was rich and successful, I would fucking go crazy too. It, it's it's interesting. Um, I would like to shout out the Deep Dive uh, YouTube channel because while we were out in Manchester doing the circle, I watched this hour-long documentary on Britney with my chaperone. And literally, there's <laughs> footage of Britney, like, and you'll get this, like, being followed by the paparazzi, like a swarm of people, but up Ventura. No. Year, years ago. Ventura? Ventura. Just and she's just like trying to get like her nails done or something, and it's just like a swarm of people. Oh my! Like, God. Fu- and I'm like, I could not imagine seeing that, knowing that that happened there. That's years her ago. daily. That's her daily. I could not imagine. That's her um, daily for years. So like, you know, a couple hate comments on the Twitter from Circle fans ain't really nothing when it's in person and they're swarming you and you can't hold your baby and you can't drive your car or have a credit card or she had put on Instagram she couldn't even have no vodka the world did not do right by Britney Spears I don't yes, think but she's getting a second chance she is getting a second chance Sam congratulations Osgari. congratulations to her for getting married to that fine ass man to, yes, fine Britney. fine <laughs> you know what my girl has always had good taste I mean oh, yeah. K-Fed was a bump in the road a bump in the road he's a little dusty he's a little dusty he's just yeah. a little shout out to more. Mr. Federline though we support you we support you if you take care of them babies yeah, 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 yeah. we just want you to we just want you to take care of the babies do, do right by Britney mm-hmm. yeah 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 we don't I don't care about your rapping career 
Is that still a thing? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Listeners, when the last time you heard of Kevin Federline being on the charts? Not never. I'm Not just kidding. Never. Not never. <laughs> Not never. Um, I think it was actually never. L- never. <laughs> never. We weren't even illegally downloading that on the Napster or the LimeWire. Not the LimeWire. None oh, of it. Oh <laughs> my god! I remember I like ruined my family computer because I two of mine. Two. Oh, Courtney. My parents were not happy. No, you're like I just wanted to listen to Toxic. I would download like full albums. I just wanted to listen to you know sometimes. my extra ass. <laughs> sometimes I run. <laughs> Everyone see the Fire Island movie on Hulu um, because oh. there is a Britney Spears moment in that film that if you're a Britney fan, it will uh, light up your heart. Mm. I, I promise. That. I love that. I promise. It's about gays. So <laughs> I know I know we typically don't. We, we Obviously, we talk about reality TV here, but mm-hmm. I just need to take a second to brag about my jacket because I thrifted it. I know that the Lakers obviously aren't in the finals. Okay, I'm, I have eyes. I get it. Okay, because I know someone in the comments is going to be like, why are you wearing that? Because I like them. Because being a fan is cheering for someone even when they suck. And I don't know nothing about that, y'all. I thrifted, Winners only. <laughs> I thrifted this jacket for, he was trying to sell it to me for $200 and I haggled because that's just what I do. Come on, haggling, honey. Because I live for a deal. Okay? As you should. And I only had $100 cash on me. And I was like, will you take $100 cash? And after some back and forth, he agreed. I got the jacket. He got his $100. Everybody won. Yeah. Look at the back. Look at the back. Look at the back. Look at this. Did You're you? a mess. Yes. Did you? <laughs> Y'all, please tell Savannah her jacket is nice in the comments of this if you're watching please this do. on YouTube. <laughs> I would really, I need the uh, positive affirmations and all of it. Savannah, what age does reality TV stop for you? Um, if, I, if at all. What age does reality TV stop? Are you trying to be, you know, 16? You know what? What age does reality TV stop for you, Courtney? Reality TV start, stops for me when the phone stops ringing. Oh, okay. okay. So if it rings until I'm in the grave, then I'm going to be throwing drinks till I'm in the grave. If Eddie Cohen calling my ass and I'm 80, bitch, we'll roll my ass into the scene, bitch. I'll pull a fake leg out, too. Like, I don't care. As long as my phone ring, Courtney is saying, yeah, like Delisa, I will be there. With the prosthetic. Yeah, I will have a talk show girl on E and be throwing a drink um, on a different network. Yes, ma'am. Yep. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... To be honest with you, I don't know if I was made to be on reality TV. I disagree, but continue. <sighs> Tell us why. Um, I just think that I work so hard to like for for my socials, mm-hmm. and I like I'm able to have like a hand in my editing, and like I know how I act in front of a camera because I have to watch myself. So much. So much, you know? Same. So I know how I am, and I just don't really feel like reality TV is there to make people look the way they look. Mm. Reality TV is there to alter who you are and make it so that it's, like, entertaining for people. Mm. And I never have a problem getting in, like, confronting people. It's very evident, like, in my own content. Like, I will always, like— speak up and have a voice and stuff. It's just Mm -hmm. who I've always been. Um, And I feel like on reality TV, 
that's just like not appreciated. For some reason, mm. people have a problem with strong, well-spoken women on mm. reality TV. Or at least maybe they just have a problem with me. <laughs> you know? I, I don't disagree to either point. Oh, thanks. But no, I think that some people just yeah. saw what they saw yeah. and they make their mind up and yeah. it is it just is what it is. And it's no fault to them. Like Girl, I get it's, it. It's a fault for me because I'm taking it personally because I know her. Oh, and okay. I know her heart. Aww. And y'all need to cut the bullshit out. Yeah. Um, but what <laughs> <laughs> he said. But um I don't know. I think that you're a good reality personality because you don't care. Yeah. I think that's what there's like two ends of the spectrum. You're either crazy uh-huh. and live for this shit. Yeah. Or you're like, please leave me alone. And I don't mean to bring him up. Shout out to you. But I think of Chase uh, okay. from Too Hot to Handle when, uh-huh. when something like this comes up because mm-hmm. Chase can walk away from this shit at any time and say, bitch, I'm going to play football and have the bag secured and have my car and be that girl regardless. Yeah. And I feel like you could do the same thing. You could walk away oh, and yeah. I'll see you uh, kicking with Miss Rihanna back, yeah. back as if none of this shit ever happened in the past two years. Yeah, exactly. And you would still be that girl. Um, I would still be doing what I'm doing. Exactly. TV didn't like put me in like a different like life. It introduced me to like a new sector in Mm. like the area that I was working already in. Like now I'm, you know, getting to know like reality TV people, producers, Mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Mm. But I was already like, Mm. be like an influencer. I was already doing content, you know, I was like already in beauty, already in lifestyle. So she said, I already was a it girl. I I was waiting for you guys at the (laughs) dough. I was waiting for you at the motherfucking dough. I feel like I was like that, but in a smaller way. Like, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? I always felt like I was Super Mario, although I prefer Luigi. Shout out to Luigi. Aww. But I felt like the circle was just kind of like my mushroom moment. You've like, you always I mean? been that girl. Thank I'll be you. your Mario. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Because I'm shorter. Um, <laughs> but uh, for real, to be serious about my own question, I don't think I would do reality forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, I want to like own a business. Like, girl, I'm trying to be in a supermarket. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've said in the past, I want to do the voice acting thing. Bitch, I'm trying to be SpongeBob since I actually am. I can't drive. Um, and I do see like, I'm serious. Yeah, you know, I know. I can't That's so, it's just funny that you made that <laughs> reference. I was like, And like, I do want um, eventually like a little talk show moment. Um, yeah. That's always kind of been like, you know, within my third eye. So yeah, you know, I got work to do. I think we are good for reality TV. We were not made to do solely reality TV. No, 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 no. Yeah. I too also, much out of my control with reality TV. Too much out of control, too much out of my control and too many evil people. I mm. feel like I like working in spaces where I can make good content that doesn't hurt anybody. Mm. And I feel, don't know if producers have beating hearts. Mm. Is that all producers though? Most of them. Yeah. I think that if you are a producer. Savannah said, I done met y'all, y'all asses. I y'all evil if, as hell. I think if you're a reality TV show producer for like a love show or something, mm. or like, I don't know, something like hella dramatic. I just say love shows because I feel like those are the most dramatic. Mm. You know, like. There's so much going on. Right. Like I think of like 90 Day Fiance or some shit. You know, mm. like shit's always going down is mm. what I'm saying. I feel like if you're a producer for those shows, you lack a heart. 
like you, there are some strings that are not attached not in the, the heart. In the heart. No, so I'm serious. A disconnect. No, I think like you kind of have to be to have that job though, mm-hmm. because like you want to look at your talent as people, but they're also talent. They're also like you also are there to do your job they're as chess a producer. Pieces. Like exactly. you know what I mean. So nudge them in the direction they need to go. Exactly. So like mm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Savannah said, I got beef with y'all producers and I ain't gonna let the shit go. Oh, I got beef. <laughs> oh, I got beef. There's a... <laughs> she got the Kill Bill siren going off, y'all. <laughs> Anytime someone say producer, she said, I said, ring the alarm. I've been doing this too long. Cause I'll be dead if I see another chick on y'all. Girl, I just want to say this. Um, and I don't know what time we're at, but I think this could be a good place to end. Do mm-hmm. you know that Beyonce is coming? Oh, oh, I heard. I heard that Beyonce is coming. Right before I shut these eyes and went to sleep, girl, the group chat got a chitter chattering. <gasps> yeah, you're saying. They said, hope your Beyonce fund is ready. Yeah, I saw that. I said, Jesus Christ. I said, not Beyonce about to take this good coin I just spent all this time making. I'd already bought the $50 damn box set, Pose 3, y'all. No. Um, and I'm hoping that Beyonce is sneaking some concert tickets in there, girl. <laughs> Either way, I'll be there. I'm like, um, I'm like, is, it, is it too late to be Blue's best friend? Blue? Blue girl, Ivy? Where you, where you no, at, girl? I, lo- I love Miss Blue Ivy. I love Miss Blue Ivy. Oh, she the queen. Oh, yes, ma'am. Blue, t- <laughs> tell mommy to send me some tickets, please, Blue. Thanks. <laughs> Blue about to say, toodaloo, girl. <laughs> Blue said, dig deep into your bank account. <laughs> who, who are you? She like, who are you? And be like, Blue, no. Bless Miss Blue. Um, but I am excited for Beyonce to come. Um, you know, every time she comes back, it's like um, culture shifting, you know? And yeah. I think that we will be seeing different strategies um, that are outside of TikTok mm. once Beyonce comes back. Because Beyonce said, I'm sick of that shit. Them two-minute little songs y'all putting out with them bullshit-ass dances, we're good. Yeah. Um, so hold on to your wigs. Better glue them down tight because Beyonce, a.k.a. Mother... She's here. Yeah, I got to see that because I actually didn't go the year that... I didn't go to Coachella the year that she performed. Mm -hmm. And I regret it every day of my life. Really? Every day. Because she that was the year that um, she brought out Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. And they had like that big ass performance with that big ass stage. And I saw like all these TikTok videos, all these tweets, Mm -hmm. uh, just... I regret it. Yeah, the the FOMO (laughs) is still very much there. Like, I think about that performance a lot, actually. Mm. Whenever I think about Beyonce, I think about how I wasn't there. Listen. And I'm like, I have to see. I I wish, ugh. Next time. It won't be the last time she do something big like that. The Renaissance is coming July 29th. I'm ready. So Take all my money. I will happily go into debt. She already got some of mine. So oh, okay. That's already. good. I said, we'll be well, there together. Before I go to sleep, Beyonce, just take $50. Yeah. Oh, my God. Her. That's great. Mm. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. A little Beyonce moment. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really ever part of the bee club. You've always been a part, a part of, the of the beehive. Yeah. A little beehive. You know, I really have a love for Beyonce. Now, am mm. I um, deeply obsessed to the point where I'm going to fight someone online mm. over Beyonce? No. Yeah. But will I spend my good coin and support the music and hopefully see her live? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Don't, I don't think there is any case in this world that has had either one of us go on someone's page and talk shit about them. Girl, who has the time? Time is money. And that's what I'm trying to make. Yeah. So who has the time for that? Yeah. No, no ma'am. No, like Mike said in our one of our previous episodes, mm. like, if I'm saying it, I'll say it to your face. I'm saying it because I would say it to your exactly, face. Exactly, exactly. 
treat people how you would treat them in person or keep it on the playground. It's very simple. Ooh, I like that. Keep it on the playground. Keep it on the playground with the children. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the playground. <laughs> Okay, so we just decided five minutes ago that we're going to change the name of our game from Friend Bestie Dead to Me to Kiss, Marry, Avoid. Kiss, Marry, Avoid. I feel like it's a little more clear, Mm -hmm. a little more, you know, concise. And so with that, Courtney, Kiss, Marry, Avoid. We got Harry from Team Two Out to Handle. Okay. Mario from the content creators team. Mm Mm-hmm. And the lava. All right. Uh, I think I would marry Harry because he is nice to me. And he said I had a fat ass at the Netflix reality games. <laughs> um, and that's like such a high compliment for me that I was like, oh, my God, what a gentleman. Um, I would kiss Mario because he's a human. Um, shout out to you, Mario Selman. Um, and he's nice. He has like good fashion sense. So I can appreciate that. I could kiss a man with good fashion sense. Um, and what is it? What's the last one? Kill? Avoid. Avo- well, I'm going to avoid the lava um, because I can't breathe in that. Um, as I screamed when I came up out of it on the show. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> that was me coming up out of lava. No lie, y'all. Couldn't breathe. <laughs> no, literally. It got like in my nostrils and everything. Yeah, it was it was like in every hole. I was like, am I supposed to have a lava in these places right now? Because it feels real awkward. <laughs> like I'm telling you guys, that shit was in my butt crack. It was, it was something. Yeah. Something else. Something else. Um, okay, kiss Marie avoid. I would say that um um I would give Mario a uh, it's hard. That's hard because Mario said I was slaying in the show and um, Harry also said I looked really good. So I want to be really nice to both of them. Because I was like, yeah, you guys are right. Well, which one do you want to spend the rest of your life with? Um, I don't really know either one of them like really well, but Mm. I feel like Mario would be someone so fun to like hang out with and like he just seems like such a good like energy He was so funny on the show and so cute (laughs) even when he got on the little thing. He was like, hey It just he seems so cute. So Mario, I'm gonna marry you. I hope you don't mind. I know you're gay, but we can make it work Yeah Um, I guess I would kiss Harry because I don't want to kiss the lava But he's kind of kissed everyone so I would need him to get tested before and then, and then I would like to avoid the lava because I already know it's that like what that's like. And not saying that I wouldn't want to do it again, but that's just not somewhere where I want to end up again. I feel that. So I feel that personally. <laughs> I think everybody that's fallen into that lava would agree. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, you guys, that is it for this episode of Homecoming Queens. Make sure to follow us on social media. I am Court Revolution on TikTok and Twitter and Courtney Revolution on Instagram. And you can send compliments of this jacket to at Sav Palacio on Instagram and TikTok. Make sure that you follow us also on TikTok and Instagram at Homecoming Queens Pod. I'm so sorry I forgot to say that, but yes, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Watch every episode of Homecoming Queens on Homecoming Queens YouTube channel or us on your favorite podcast app. Rate, review, and subscribe. You know what to do. Bye. Bye. Homecoming Queens is part of the Eve Podcast Network and a Forever Dog production. Executive producer, Tracy Soren. Producer, Clementine Yost. Development executive, Mariah Nicholas. 
engineer and editor, Sebastian Portuondo. Theme song by Will Pitts. Cover photo by Stephanie Sayas. Forever Dog Productions is Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Bowen. 